Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. So this is the last message of this series that we've been in all month called The God of the Details. Say The God of the Details. Psalm 37, 23 says this. The Lord directs the steps of the God. And he delights in every detail of their lives, which means nothing in your life happens by coincidence. Nothing in your life happens by happenstance. Every step has been directed. Watch me. Everything that didn't make sense to you. What if I told you it didn't have to make sense to you because it was part of his directing your steps? There's some places you went where he directed you to go there. You're still trying to figure out why did I go to college to study this and it doesn't even seem like I'm using it. Watch me. Yeah, because every step has been directed. You're trying to figure out why did I move here? Why did I move there? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? He directs the steps of the godly. And the Bible says that he delights in every detail of your life, which means God is into you. This is why you can never tolerate people being trifling with you, being sloppy with you, being passive with you. Because if my God knows every detail about me, I wish I would let a ninja around me that handles me any old kind of way. I wish I would let somebody around me that's sloppy and trifling and half. Mm, I, I wish you look at somebody and say, God, really into you. He's into you. He's into you. He knows what makes you tick. He knows what makes you move. He knows what makes you jump. He knows what makes you shout. He knows what aggravates you. He knew the color you needed to be. He knew the size you needed to be, the race you needed to be, where you needed to be born, who you needed to be born to. Everything about your life, God says, I have directed these details. I have directed these details. You ready for me? Even the mistakes you made when you got off course, God says, I'm going to take that and I'm going to redirect that and make that work for your good. Let me make sure I'm not in a room with a bunch of arrogant, stuck-up people that think that everything that's good in our life is because of them. I need somebody that knows if it had not been for the Lord, it was on my side. Everything that's good in my life, baby, God did it. Would you take your neighbor's hand and say, I ain't been perfect, but he's been good. I, and he turned my mess into a message. And he turned my mistakes into a miracle. And every time I veered off, he redirected it and got me back on track. I need you to prophesy to somebody in your section saying the rest of your days are going to be the best of your days. He's the rest. 
directs the steps. He directs the steps. So he directs my stops. He directs my starts. He directs who I meet. Watch me. He even directs who I don't meet. He even directs, watch me, who I don't connect to. He even directs, watch me, there's some groups and some cliques and some people you wanted to click up with. Then God says, I'm going to shut that down. Why? Because that has nothing to do with what I've assigned you to. Now this is about to be a radical praise because everybody can't do this one. But who can thank God for everything that he said no to? It, apparently it's just a few of us see I'm grateful for who I didn't marry come on here I'm grateful for what I didn't go I'm grateful for what didn't happen I'm grateful for what he shut down he directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of their lives so the last two messages in this series we learn that God often puts what we need in valleys wow. Ezekiel 37 and 1 the hand of the Lord was upon me which means just because you're in a low place doesn't mean that he left you stop thinking that something is wrong because you're in a low place stop thinking that he dipped because you're in a dip stop thinking that something is wrong or something is bad because you're like why am I in this place Ezekiel was a man of God say man of God he did nothing wrong. And for some of you, here's what's perplexing and befuddling about your current predicament. Is that you're trying to figure out, how did I get to this dip when I didn't do anything wrong? I've not been perfect, but I've been faithful. Is there anybody in this building or online where there's some areas of your life and you're like, I can't explain this dip. Lord, what did I do wrong? And some of you, you've been taught that every time something goes wrong, that means you did something wrong. But that's not so. Being in a low place does not mean that he left you. If he ever lets you go to a valley, that means there's something you need in that valley and there's value in every single valley that you go through so the question is this Ezekiel 37 and 1 says he, the spirit of the Lord was upon me his hand was on me and he set me down in the middle of a valley say the middle of it which means God says, I'm going to put you so far into it that you're the same distance from the start as you are from the finish. Which means you might as well finish because it would be the same amount of work to go back to your past. It would be the same amount of work to go back to how you used to live, how you used to act, the way you used to think. What if everything you're facing right now is simply the answer to what you prayed for? You just didn't know that he was going to answer you through a valley. Oh, God. What if everything you're dealing with right now it was an answer to what you prayed for? You just thought the answer was going to come on a mountaintop. But God says, I'm going to answer you, baby, in the valley. Old school church used to say, he's the lily in the valley. Yo, let's go. Let's go. Say there's value in every valley. There's value. So what is a valley? It's a low area of land, which means, watch me, all of the land ain't low, just this valley is low. Why do we shout about valleys? Because this is not going to be this way all this time. Watch me, this valley is temporary. And for some of you, you cannot make, listen carefully, permanent bad decisions because of temporary bad situations. Let me back that thing up. Because some of y'all, you're about to make a permanent bad decision from a temporary bad place or low place. And you're about to miss your mark. You're about to miss what you prayed for. But I need you to touch the person next to you say, but not on my watch. Not on my watch. God, I cancel every bad decision that's being contemplated. I cancel every negative decision that's being contemplated. I cancel every ounce of punk out that's being contemplated. I cancel everything that would take us away from our assignment and our purpose. Somebody shout, it's canceled. Let's go. Where is the valley at? It's located, it's located in between two mountains. It's located in between two hills or two mountains. Now, this is important. Say valley. Because um, if it's located in between two mountains, that means a valley only comes after a victory, 
But then immediately after this valley is another victory. Okay. I'll preach my own self happy. So, so watch me. Here's what's tripping some of y'all out. It's because you thought you could stay on the mountain the whole time. But if you stayed on the mountain, that would be as high as you can go. And you can't tell me, I know you've been good, I know you've made some money, I know you've done some things, I know you've accomplished a lot, but you cannot tell me that that's all that God put in you. You cannot tell me that that's the only thing he created you to do. So if I stay on that mountain, that's as high as I'm going to go. But if I can learn how to deal with the dip, baby, dip, then that means I'm on my way to my next victory, to my next mountain, which is going to be higher than my previous mountain. I wish you'd shake somebody's arm. You got at least 15 of them tonight. Just shake them and so your next victory is going to be huge. It's, I know you're in a valley right now, but this is going to be bigger. I know you're in a valley right now, but what's coming is going to be more significant. Let's go. It's a low area of land between hills or mountains, which means God says, I have to let you descend so that you can ascend. Okay? The Bible often likens us to eagles. Likens us to eagles. And here's what I found out about an eagle. An eagle, Brian, an eagle just don't start flying. The only bird that just starts flapping their wings is a chicken, and we eat those. See, some of y'all are mad because you're looking at somebody on social media, and watch me, and they flapping. But watch me, all they doing is making noise. They ain't really. Okay. Yeah. You're looking at other people, and you're comparing your life to their life, not realizing that they flapping, and flapping makes noise. But listen, this is as high as you're going to go. What I discovered about an eagle is that when an eagle is getting ready to take flight, an eagle will leave a great perch, and that eagle will take a dive. And it looks like this eagle, watch me, is about to die. It looks like this eagle is about to lose everything. In fact, the eagle looks kind of dumb when you see it taking flight because you're trying to figure out why is such a great bird going to such a gutter of a place? Why is such a great bird going to such a low place? But as the eagle is on its descent, what the eagle's actually doing is the eagle is getting what's called lift. Because when the eagle, watch me, as it's on this descent, the eagle will spread its wings. But it can't spread its wings up high. It spreads its wings down low. So then when it opens up its wings, it gets lift. And it's the lift that takes the eagle up. I'm trying to tell somebody, your valley is proof that you're about to have a big victory. Your valley is an indication that you're about to go to something higher, something greater, something better. Bye-bye to everything that was. Because what's next is going to be greater. the way they said it. Find the most on fire person around you, please, and touch them and say, what's next is going to blow your mind. Let me give you just a little amount of Just a little, just a minute. A valley, it's a low place. We got to go. Put it up. It's a low place that's in between, that's in between, that's in between hills or mountains. What's the next part? A valley, it's natural, which means stop thinking something's wrong because you're in a valley. If it's perpetually a mountain, it's no longer a mountain, it's a plateau. Ah, I'll back it up because some of y'all evidently didn't go to geography class in school. If it stays a mountain the whole time, see, let me help you explain, watch me, some of your own emotional ups and downs. Ready? If it stays this way, that means you plateau. When you plateau and you have no ups or downs, that actually means you're numb and disconnected from reality. 
So proof that you can have a day where you're up and then you can have another day where you're like, I just don't feel as up as I was yesterday. That's not a negative thing, baby. That's natural. That's the way it's supposed to go because that means, watch me, I'm traversing through valleys to get to new places of victory. I'm traversing through valleys to get to a new mountain. I gotta go through a little anxiety because I'm about to get my answer. I gotta go through a little frustration because I'm about to see my favor. I gotta go through a little aggravation because I'm about to get an announcement that's... Let's go. It's natural. Here's the next part about a valley. It's only in between. It's only in between. This isn't permanent. Say it's not permanent. It's only in between. Here's the part I love. Is that it typically has a river or a stream that flows through it. Okay. What, what, is, what does rivers refer to? The Bible says, I, I will give you rivers of, of living water. Watch me. Anytime we see water, particularly flowing water in the scripture, this represents the spirit of God. Coincidentally, for all of my prophetic people, this is why you have to be next to water all the time. This is why you have to be close to water, particularly flowing water, because when the water is flowing, watch me, that's when the spirit is moving most clearly for you. That's why some of you, you turn on your water and just let it run and don't know why. That's because you're creating a prophetic atmosphere that you need to operate. I feel like preaching tonight since it's the last message in the series. Elijah, Elijah, when he was by the brook, when the water was flowing, watch me, he could remain in that place. But the moment the brook dried up, he didn't leave because the raven stopped feeding him. He had to move from that place because the river stopped flowing. And for some of you all, watch me, you don't actually find your river until you're in your valley. You don't actually find your creativity until you're in your valley. You don't actually find God until you're in your valley. Let's be honest. You know why you praise like you do? It's your valley that gave you that praise. You know why you shout like you do? It's your valley that gave you that shout. Do you know why you don't care what nobody thinks about how you give God glory? It was your valley that gave you that praise. Somebody say there's value in every valley. But a valley is a euphemism for a low place. It is a terminology that we use for a low place. Anybody ever been in a low place? Wave at me. Online, do the hand emoji. Anybody want to be honest with me right now? You're, you're a bishop foreman, so you can always be honest. You don't have to play them church games like you got it all together. See, this is why many church people never are healed because they're never real. Because they've been taught to become characters so they never conquer. Let's go. A- anybody right now, there's some areas of your life where you look at it like, this, this is a little low place. This is a low place. This is a little valley. Wave at me right now. We got an area right now. Watch me. Here's what's strip. Certain areas can be up here. Other areas you can be like, what the heaven, hell, and earth is this? Certain areas you can feel like, I'm killing it. Other areas you can feel like, it's killing me. Certain areas you can feel like, God gave me victory there. Other areas you can be like, God, do you hate me? Why am I going through this? Can we be real tonight? Watch me, watch me. Often when we face a valley, we respond wrong. The right response to a valley is to get the value out of it. I talked to you about the last couple of messages. But often, what we do is we panic. Because we think something is wrong. Something is wrong. But since God's in the details, if he led me and directed me to this valley, there must be something good in this valley for me. Oh, my God. I know this sounds crazy because we're taught to only praise him for the high moments. But people that really love him cannot just praise him for the high moments. But people that really love him can praise him in the low moments. We're about to move on. But I need to make sure I'm next to some valley walkers. That I, yeah, though I walk through. I ain't stand here. I'm walking through. Open your mouth and release your praise for three seconds right there. Go. Three. Two. Walking through it. Gave them walking through it. 
God directs our steps, that means when we get to a valley, we don't panic. Somebody say, we don't panic. Say, we pivot. Uh-uh. Say it with authority. Say, we don't panic. We, don't panic. we pivot. So, Ezekiel is set in a valley. And what's the valley full of? Dry bones. Not just bones, dry bones. How many of them? The Bible says very many. Remember last week I taught you that the bones represented five different things. Bones, uh, in Hebrew, language of our Old Testament, had five different definitions. Number one, it was a valley of self. He set him in a valley to deal with himself. Number two, a valley of the same. God says, I'm going to let you deal with the same until you change. Because sometimes the reason it won't change is because it can't change because it was sent to change you. Okay? Then he sent him in a valley. You ready? Sent him in a valley of pains. And not just one pain, but pains. Multiple pains at the same time. Your neighbor is so spiritual. Your neighbor is so amazing that they don't just know how to deal with one knife. They don't just deal with one knife in the back. Your neighbor walked in here tonight with several knives in several places, but still said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my... Ready? It's multiple pain. Those are the first three definitions, but then there's two more definitions. It's a valley of strength, which means God says to get your strength, I send you to a valley. Because sometimes the only place you'll learn to be strong is when you're in a low place. I'll say it again. Sometimes the only place you'll learn to be strong is when you're in a low place. I'll say it again because for some of y'all, you'll pray, Lord, give me strength. So he sends you to a low place. He said, Lord, give me strength. He's like, okay, that's what you asked for. What you asked for, for, I'm going to send you to a low place. Because you're about to get some strength in this low place. You're about to get skills in this low place. You're about to grow in this low place. But then the final definition is a valley of wood. Pay attention, which means I send you to a valley when I want you to build. There's something you have to construct. That's why it was a valley of dry bones, because this, this requires assembly. You're going to have to put some pieces together. You've been used to things being handed to you, but this time you're going to have to build this one yourself. Oh, my. You've been used to things. Watch me. You've been used to comfortable places and comfortable things, but now you're going to have to build this. And for some of you, this is what's tripping you out, because at this stage of your life, you thought that you didn't, weren't going to have to rebuild that. I'll talk over here because they don't shout over there. Is there anybody in this building or online tonight where there are certain areas of your life where you're like, I thought I wasn't going to have to rebuild this again. They don't shout over here either. Good God. Is there anybody over here where where you're like, I didn't think I was going to have to be rebuilding this. You didn't think you'd be searching for a new career in your 50s. You you didn't think that you'd be dealing with family drama in your 50s. You, You didn't think you'd be dealing with this in your 40s. You didn't think you'd be dealing with children issues and all of them ninjas was grown. You didn't Ready? Okay, you're gonna have to build something. But pay attention. He gives him what? Five things. Caitlin, he gives him five things. Five is the biblical number of grace. Pay attention. It's the biblical number of favor. Pay attention. It's the biblical number of supernatural. Which means when I send you to a valley, you're about to see something supernatural. So you prayed for a miracle. I sent you to a valley to get one. You said, Lord, if you're real, do this. He said, I'm going to send you to a valley. You're about to see something supernatural. Would you prophesy by touching the shoulder of the person next to you? Say, you're about to see something supernatural. So why is that important? Because I shouldn't panic if he directs my steps 
I suggest pivot. So the question is, what does pivot mean? I'm going to need you to make sure you got some room in your seat. I had to, they spaced them out so you got a little room to move your leg. Okay, you can move your little leg. Move this out, okay? You ready? Okay, pivot. Okay, you ready? It means completely change. You know what most of us do when we're in the valley? We fight to hold on to who we were. When the purpose of the valley is to change who you are. But this is just who I am. Baby, that's who you were. And that was good enough to get you to where you are. But based on the mountain you're about to head to, I need this valley to change you. It means completely change the way you do, run, or manage something. Say it with me. Say, completely change and make you I. Let's start it over. Completely change the way I do, I run, or I manage something. I'm going to say it again. Be a good class in the building and online. Completely change the way I do, I run, or I manage something. Question, what is the valley trying to get you to pivot to? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's quiet. Okay. See, you know why you can't rebuke a valley? It's because if God directs your steps, you can't rebuke God. You can't rebuke God. Lord, just take this away. He's like, I ain't taking nothing. Come here, David. You better walk through this valley. And you better not fear no evil while you're in the valley. Because my rod and my staff, they're there. They're, I, I got you. I got you in the valley. But I need you to pivot. Can you just take that right leg and just move it to the side like you're pivoting? And just take that. Okay, if you can't move your right leg, move your left leg just like you're pivoting. All right? That's me. Because you're about to pivot out of debt. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You, you're about to pivot out of stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to pivot out of letting all that family drama wear you down. You've been letting that must wear you down and your family still ain't changed. Yesterday was the last day that stuff is gonna mess with you. I dare some of y'all that's radical like me. I ain't gonna sit and pivot. Baby, I'm gonna stand up and watch me pivot. Watch me pivot. Watch me pivot. I'm about to completely change the way I do something. Completely change the way I run something. And Let me teach you how to do it. Let me teach you how to do it. Let me teach you how to do it. Let me teach you how to teach you how to pivot. So, 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 what is our normal response more often than not to a valley? It's panic. You get a piece of mail, you panic. You get a text, you panic. You get an email, you panic. Delta got you sitting on the tarmac for two hours blaming the snow, and it ain't no snow. Couple people in the building know something. <laughs> snow, ain't no snow. This is what it does here. Why y'all panicking? Like you didn't know a storm was coming. <laughs> so, so what's a panic? Panic is an emotion. Uh oh, uh oh. It's about to get real. It's about to get real. And while we have emotions, let me tell you something nobody's probably ever told you. We aren't our emotions. You feeling some type of way doesn't mean you are some type of way. I ain't gonna say nothing to me. See, what are we? We are spirits. That's your subconscious mind. We have souls. That's our conscious mind, thought, will, and emotions. And we live in physical bodies. I'm gonna back it up and say it again. The real you is not this body, yada, yada. The real you is your spirit. That's your subconscious mind. That's who you are when you don't even have to think about it. That's your default. That's what you automatically go to. That's what you automatically run through. That's what you automatically say. That's your default. That is who you are. And you possess a soul. What's your soul? That's your mind. Your thoughts, your conscious mind, your will, and your emotions. Watch me. I possess a soul. Look at me. I am not my soul. Yeah, yeah. 
this is why I can tell myself what to think about. Okay, let this mind that was in Christ be in you. Well, how do I get to determine what's on my mind unless I possess my mind, I'm not my mind? How in the world do I tell myself what to think if I'm not my thoughts? How in the world do I tell myself what to will if I'm not my will? How in the world do I tell myself how to feel if I'm not my feelings? Would you look at somebody and say, you're not your feelings. You're not. Because we live in a culture, I'm feeling some type of way. I don't feel like shouting tonight. I don't feel like I don't feel like all that. I don't really feel like all this. I don't feel like all of that. As if you are your feelings. And can I push it further? Feelings aren't even facts. Feelings are not even facts. And for some of y'all, watch me. Your feelings have got you panicking. But the truth is, you're doing fine. Your feelings have got you stressed. And the truth is, you're doing better now than you've ever done before. Your feelings got you feeling like you're losing. But the truth is, you're gaining. Uh, I need you to touch somebody, please. You got at least five more of them. And just say, I rebuke your negative feelings. Drop it in the comments, YouTube. Drop it in the comments in the app. Drop it in the comments. I rebuke your negative feelings. You're going to have to tell yourself sometimes, I will. Don't want to, but I will. Don't feel like it, but I will. I can't even get up out of bed, but I will. Don't feel like fighting, but I will. Don't feel like going through this, but I will. Wish it was easier for me like it is for somebody else, but Emotions, then Barbie. Our emotions, our emotions are our response to change, positive or negative, or losing control. Your neighbor, they don't want to tell nobody. They're a control freak. Every time they lose control, they panic. They panic. And some of y'all. It's easy to push your button because everybody knows where it is. And for some of you, you got to stop letting your enemies know what to push and know what to touch. So sometimes you got to have a poker face. Sometimes you can feel like you want to slap somebody in the next week. And instead, watch me, I'm going to hide my button right through here. And praise his name. Shalom. God bless you. Thank God for you on today. Y'all ain't going to say you got to be real churchy and put on in front of it. Watch me. There may be moments you want to look at your supervisor and say, ain't nobody else in this department producing what I'm producing. And you always over here saying something to me. You ain't never saying nothing to these sloppy, trifling, half. You ready? You ready? Emotions are our response to change, whether it's positive or negative. You get good news, change. You smile. I'm happy. I'm excited. Right? Right? If you, if you check your text right now, somebody said, I'm paying off all your debt tonight. I wouldn't have to tell you to release a praise for five seconds. You'd start running around this building like that. If you've been praying for your child to get saved and they finally gave their lives to the Lord tonight, whether they're in this building or online, the joy was out. Watch me, you, you would be shouting. No one would have to tell you to praise him because your emotions will respond to the positive change. But our emotions can also respond to negative change. If, if you didn't told somebody something once and it's coming back up again, your emotions can be like, You become frustrated. And when we become frustrated, you know, 
If you're like me, I actually ain't gonna tell you how to know I'm frustrated. I don't want you to learn that about me yet. This is too new. This relationship is too new. I don't want you to know. I don't want you to know yet, okay? I see. Emotions are a response to change or losing control. When you feel like you're not in control anymore, now you're hollering, now you're screaming, now you're slamming doors, now you're cussing. I said, Bishop, I don't do that. Oh, no, you don't. You do, you, you do this. You give the silent treatment. You shut down. Your phone's on do not disturb. And don't even that many people be trying to disturb you. You ready? You ready? You ready? Watch me. Look, 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 look. Emotions aren't always a problem. But being led by unproductive emotions can be. Because you got to ask yourself this question. Is being mad going to fix this right now? Is hollering going to change anything right now? Is giving them a piece of your mind, you can give them eight pieces and they still ain't got it together. What is the ninth piece going to do? At some point, you just got to recognize, watch me, where to put people in their boxes and then let them be in that box. Because for some of you, when you lose control, you're going, 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 and going, and going, and going, and then you're going, you're going, you're going. Then it pops. It pops. It pops. Out of nowhere, it pops. And we thought you were super saved. And then we saw your pop. We thought, watch me, that you only spoke in unknown tongues. <laughs> Quiet in this building. And then you popped. Watch me. We, we thought that you would never, ever act like that. You ever seen somebody that when they pop and they panic, you like, you need to go see somebody about this. Something is not right. You ready? So, so, so watch me. Look at 2 Chronicles 28, 22. We're almost done. 2 Chronicles 28, 22. Touch your neighbors and say, rebuke your negative emotions. You're going to learn. Touch that other number, neighbor and say, I rebuke your negative emotions. I don't like the way they said it either. Jesus, please, Lord, let this third neighbor respond right. Please touch a third person. Say, I rebuke your negative emotions. We'll take it because I got to go. Look at this. Second Chronicles 28, 22. In his distress, that's an emotion. Uh-huh. See, some of y'all, I'm just so stressed. Did you not know that's an emotion? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which means you claiming that this is what I am. Well, you just made yourself an emotion. When you're not your emotions, you possess an emotion. Because you can turn that stress into success. Uh-huh. You could turn that stress into, okay, wait a minute, let me figure out another way to get this done. Instead of being mad and saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, instead I'll look at this and say, I can't, I can't, I can't, and I'll figure out another way to get it done. Some of the greatest innovations that have ever been created came as a result of emotions that were properly handled. Some of the greatest creations that were ever created came as a result of emotions that were properly handled. Uh, 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 Watch me, Uh, Steve Jobs was fired from his own company. Now, I don't understand that. Because let me just keep it 100%. You can't fire me from what I started. Let me just be very clear. Name got my, name got my blood on it. You, you, can't, you can't fire me from what I started. So let me just, because you're wondering, you can't, you can't fire me from what I started. Okay? Now watch me. Right. They fired him from his own company. He goes, he does something else. They ask him to come back to his own company. 
And watch me. He could have responded with an emotion prior. He could have responded with an emotion. Watch me. Back then, you didn't want me now. I'm hot y'all. He didn't do that. What Steve did is Steve said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to innovate. And he created, watch me, this is the 15th version of it. I'm not so sure that I needed to get the 15th because it seems very similar to the 14th. But watch me. But this one device revolutionized music industry. This one device revolutionized technology. This one device revolutionized the world because he took what was supposed to be a negative emotion and he handled that negative emotion right. What if I told you, watch me, your million dollar idea is going to come when you take a negative emotion and flip that thing around. What if I told you your own breakthrough was going to come when you take a negative emotion and flip that thing around. Somebody say, I will not panic. Now, I'm going to you think, but Bishop, I can't help it. This is how I feel. Look at Acts 26 too. I'm, I'm going to help. This is how I feel right now. This is how I feel. I just want to be, I've heard people say, I just want to sit with my feelings. You want to sit in some, you want to sit in mess? Okay. I know it is for Sunday, but, but this is for two days. They ain't ready for it. Ready? Ready? Yeah, ready? Look at what he says. This is Paul. Paul is standing in front of King Agrippa in chains. He ain't done nothing wrong. Yolanda, he ain't done nothing wrong. He's standing in change in front of King Agrippa because Paul appealed his own case because he needed to get to Rome because God was directing his steps to get to Rome because when Paul got to Rome, the gospel was going to spread to the entire empire of Rome. And because Paul's steps were directed, it took him to a low place. It took him to a low valley where he now has to act like a prisoner and be in prison even though he hasn't done something wrong. For some of you, your current cage is simply a result of your present call. Because you're like, God, what is up with this, baby? It's your call, and the cage comes with the call. Okay, so watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. So Paul is standing before the king, and he should be sad. Like, he should be depressed. He should be frustrated. He should have anxiety. He's like, okay, like, like I'm standing in front of the king, but I'm standing in front of the king as a prisoner, not as a guest. I'm standing in front of the king, watch me, as someone that's being condemned, not as someone that's being celebrated. And the king addresses him. And you know what Paul says? I think myself happy. I'll talk over here because they stopped shouting over there. Which means I should be depressed right now. I should be sad right now. I should throw in the towel right now. But I think myself happy. Because I can't control the initial panic of feeling. But you know what I can't do? Pivot. And I need some of y'all tonight. You're going to have to get this in your spirit tonight. You can't control the panic initially, but you can show up, pivot. You can show up, pivot. Would you look at somebody and say, let's pivot together. Let's pivot together. Let's... No. Grab them by the hand and say, we're going to pivot out of some stuff tonight. You're going to pivot out of depression. You're going to pivot out of anxiety. You're going to pivot out of frustration. I'm about to completely change something. Shout tonight. Let's go. So what is panic? What is panic? Can I give you the last part? Can you the last part? What is panic? Panic comes from this Greek mythological god named Pan. You see him on the screen. He's half human, uh, half animal. Which, which means, pay attention, it's not even real. What you're panicking about is not even real. I'll say it again because your neighbor didn't hear me. What you're panicking about is not even real. It's not even real. What you're scared is going to happen ain't even going to happen. 
what you fear is going to fall apart is actually going to fall together. What you feel like is going to be rejection is going to be nothing more than protection. Matter of fact, you need to tell some people, I'm glad you rejected me. I'm glad you walked out. I'm glad you gave up. I appreciate everything you did. And at first, I was panicking. You hit all my buttons. At first, you were messing with all of my internal issues. But I had to pivot. It's not even real. When, when, when this Greek mythological god Pan, it's on the screen, when he would appear, his appearance would cause terror in herds or sheep. The Bible likens us to. So the frightened herd with run. Stop right there. When you are in a panic, you will run from what you should run to. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're in a panic, you're like, you know what? And I'm gonna get I'm coming for you tonight. Christians are notorious for taking panic, spiritualizing it to justify rebellion. You ain't gotta say nothing. It is what it is. Let's go. You knew all you had to do was just keep stepping forward. But because the steps were uncomfortable because they were stretching you, instead of moving forward, you use it as an opportunity to run. Maybe the Lord, the Lord ain't said nothing. You just let some panic put you on the run. But I curse the spirit of the runner. You will not run, but you will stand up flat-footed and you will be bold because you were born to rule and to reign to conquer and subdue. Let yourself, hands on yourself, say, you're not running this time. No, we're going to run to it. We ain't running from it. We're running to the battle. We're not running from it. We're running to the challenge. We're not running from it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Frightened herds would run because they were scared. So they, so they would run. They, they would run. This is too much. So they run. I can't do it. So they run. I can't figure it out. So they'd run. This is so different than what I'm used to. So they'd run. This is so uncomfortable. So they'd run. This costs so much money. So they'd run. Ready? And you're, and you're spiritualizing. But the enemy just figured out, oh, I got you. I got you. And so now you're panicking. And what happens when you run? You trample over things. Oh, it's on the screen, y'all. You trample over things. So you'll trample over the, the, the relationship you needed. You'll trample over, watch me, the ones that really had your back. You'll trample over who was really trying to help you. You'll trample over who would have fought somebody for you to run to who's fighting you. I feel like teaching tonight. Oh my God, you ain't gonna trample over nothing between now and the rest of this year. What does it mean to trample over? You destroy it, you ruin it. You're not gonna ruin anything that's necessary. You're not gonna trample over anything that's necessary. Can I push it further? Now watch me, panic is not always sudden. Often it grows exponentially. Then, bang. You've been scared of this for happening for a long time. You've been fearful of this thing for a long time. You didn't want this to happen for a long time. So, so this, this thing has been bubbling in you for a very long time. And what happens is that when the right circumstances come together, bang, 
and it looks to everybody else like what happened. Not, no one thing happened. This has been building up for years. And some of y'all tonight, you walked in this building, or you walked online, you walked online, or you got in online, pick all this up, pick this up. You walked in here with all your dry bones. Watch me. And you've been carrying this stuff around for a long time. This is why you're so tired. This is why you're so wore out. This is why, watch me, even when you sleep, you don't rest. You just slept. Because you're carrying this stuff all around. You're carrying it everywhere you go. You carry it on your job. You carry it on your job. That's why you always, one more thing they do. You had a job two weeks. If they do one more thing. This panic been building. Watch me. You carry, you carry it everywhere. You carry it to friendships. You carry it everywhere. So then watch me. So new friends have to pay for the mistakes of old friends. And so now you got people on probation that never did you dirty. You ready? Okay, 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 come on, come on. Come on. You, you take it to a new church. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Finally got the building. <laughs> ready? Ready? So, so watch me. So, but I, I just, my discernment. That's not discernment, that's panic. Come on, panic. That's not that's panic. Because you're looking for something. To justify, watch me, why you don't trust a man of God because of what the last one did. Y'all ain't gonna say that. You're looking for something to justify why it's difficult to get. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me because of what somebody else did. But I need you to just please, you got four more left. Would you touch your neighbor, please? Say, but panic ain't gonna get you this time. Panic ain't gonna get you this time. Well, what if it fails? What if what I'm doing fails like it did? Somebody say, panic ain't gonna get you this time. Let's go. You carry it you in your new business ventures. So you're so scared because your previous business it, it failed. It didn't go the way you wanted it to go. So you carried all this stuff with you. And it's been building up. It's been building up. And the thing about stuff building up is that what I've discovered is many people become, they become, they become pack rats. See, see your panic, come here. So your panic is because you had a previously broken heart. Because you had a previously broken heart, that card's always on the table. Ready? Uh, for some of you, for some of you, watch me. Uh, you, 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 you get butterflies in your stomach because, because, watch me. You're so afraid of your own strength. You're afraid to do what it is that you were actually sent to the earth and created to do. And, and so you just, I get nervous. I get nervous because that panic's been building up. You got all these things that have been building up. And I've noticed a lot of people, they're pack rats. I mean, they just, they just carry a lot of stuff all the time. And they keep it because it's comfort. The problem is, is this weight begins to weigh you down. And then all it takes is one person to say something that rubs you the wrong way. And now we finally got to that panic button. And so now you drop everything. Watch me. And when you drop it, you tear it. Okay, let's do it again. Rerun the scene. Hold on. We're going to rerun the scene. Okay, hold on. Okay, pick it back up. Right, we're going to run the scene again. Run the scene again. Okay, right? Oh, you ready? Okay, take two. Ready? Okay, so watch me. It just takes one little thing. It just takes one. Come on, you ready? You guys hear? It just takes one little thing. Watch me, because this has been building up for years. What your daddy did, what your mom and them did, what your cousin did, what your friend did, what your last pastor did, what your last boyfriend did, what your last girlfriend did. All of this stuff has been building up, so it only takes one thing to make you drop everything. 
Okay, but it's gonna make it more dramatic. I want everything to flow. Here we go, run it one more time. Run it one more time. That's okay. Run to see it again. Take three. Almost done. Almost done. Because I, I need you to see what happens when you panic. I need you to see what happens when you panic. Because watch me. Because while these are dry bones, watch me. This is also my strength. While these are dry bones, this is also my wood. While these, watch me. This is actually what I need. So, so a lot of this stuff I can get rid of. But some of this stuff I need because I got to carry it with me. So it takes one little thing. And when you panic, you drop everything. Real dramatic. There you go. That's good. Come on, y'all clap. That's good. And now you're not left with what you need to rebuild. The only thing you got is panic. Oh, look at the Holy Ghost. And a broken heart. You ready? I need you to make this declaration. Say, panic won't get me this time. So can I show you a man? For our last few minutes together, can I show you a man that he panicked? Yeah, you leave it right there, because I need everybody to see the mess that panic makes. Thank you, sir. I need everybody to see the mess that panic makes. I need you to see what happens when you panic, because now somebody got to come clean this up. You went off on the wrong person, so now you got to go back. You sent the email to the wrong person. Because some of us, you can't take back what you said. We heard what you said. Y'all ready? You ready? We heard what you said. You ready? Matthew 14, 27. Matthew 14, 27. Let me show you a man that panic. Let me show you a man that panic. And say, this will not be my story. Atlanta, say it with authority in your voice. Say, say it, say it, say it, say it with a south side energy. I need it. Got it? Say, this will not be my story. So Jesus, Jesus is walking towards their boat one night. Peter, rest up on the boat. Jesus told them, go to the other side. What did he tell them to do? Go to the other side. In between where they were and where they're going is a valley. The valley is a storm. It's a low place. But he already told me to go to the Which means when he told me to go to the other side, I had everything I needed to get to the other side. He wasn't asking me to do what I couldn't do, okay? He wasn't asking me to do what I don't have the ability to do. And for some of y'all, you've been second-guessing yourself, but you got this. Do you hear me? You got the ability. You got the strength. You got the energy. You got the talent. You got the anointing. You got the favor. You got it. I need you to just go to three people and touch and say, you got it, you got it, you got it. No, please, you got to go to three people. You got it. You got it. YouTube, you got it. Facebook, you got it. YouTube, you got it. He didn't tell you to do it if you ain't got it. He wouldn't put it in front of you if you ain't got it. Somebody holler, I got it. Let's go. If he told me to do it, this means I have everything I need. So, but there's a storm, there's a valley, there's a little place. And here it is in Matthew, let's go. In Matthew, um, the storm is raging. Jesus walks to them. Watch me. And they think it's a ghost. Because you pray for him to show up and then don't recognize when he does. You don't recognize when he shows up because he doesn't show up the way you want him to show up. You want him to show up and say, storm, stop. 
He didn't stop the storm. He showed up in the storm. Come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Watch me. He ain't going to stop the fire. He's going to walk with me in the fire because this fire got something I need. See, I need to know I'm in the building with some people that I don't ask God to stop my storm or interrupt my valley or interrupt my fire. Just get in here with me so I can survive this and make it to my... But immediately, shout immediately. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. You guys say that like you're from Los Angeles. Take heart. Come on, you guys say like, come on, like, like Ice Cube, come on. Take heart. Heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Notice he said it's I. He didn't say it's Jesus. He said because if you don't know me by now, he said you should know that this is me. Oh my God. And this is what's tripping some of y'all out. It's because as much as it's difficult, you know it's God. As much as it's troubling to you, you know it's God. As frustrating as it is, you know it's But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Don't you be afraid. What's, what's fear? An emotion. Fear and, and panic are roommates. And they're dirty roommates. They're trifling roommates. The kitchen is dirty. The bathrooms are scandalous. They're just, they're just dirty roommates. Whenever you see fear, panic is right over there. Talking about who that? Ready? Jesus tells him, don't be afraid, it's me. Verse 28. And Peter answered him. What do you mean answered him? Him saying I'm here was really a question, not a statement. Because how do you give an answer to a statement? You can't answer a statement. You can only answer a question. So when the Bible says that Peter answered him, the Bible is really saying that when Jesus said, I'm here, it was really a question that was put in the form of a statement to say, now that I'm here, what's your response going to be? Because you know that this valley is me. You know this is me now. So since you know this is me, what are you going to do about it? So watch Peter. Well, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Stop right there. He didn't say command me to get in the water. He said command me to come to you on the water. In other words, while we're in this valley, let me do something I've never seen before. Let me do something I've never done before. You ready? Elbow somebody said, you're about to do something you've never done. Okay, we're going to get one more shot. Elbow, I'm saying, say, we about to do something we've never done. valley gave me the strength to do it. Verse 29 he said come Peter was not expecting the answer to be come how do you know watch his response. So Peter got out of the boat he walked on the water and he came to Jesus. Look at the next verse but when he saw the wind stop how you see wind in this building. Apparently y'all can see wind. <laughs> y'all real deep. Okay. But when he saw the wind, how do you see wind unless you are now in a state of panic and you're seeing what's not there? You're seeing what's not there because you're doing what you've never done. You're seeing what's not there because, watch me, because you're stepping into a level of life you've never lived before. You're seeing what's not there because this is uncomfortable. I'm not used to this. I, went, I didn't see the wind on the boat, but I see the wind when I'm walking on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Teach me. 
But when he saw the wind, what does this mean? He got emotional and he panicked. Here come the roommate. He was afraid. Here they go. <laughs> Both up. Just like them, them, them two girls. Uh, uh, this is really upset me and my homegirl. Because we feel like if you can't go to Bella Noches, y'all don't know the video. Y'all don't know, okay, y'all don't know the Bella Noches girls. Okay, all right, let's go. But when he saw the wind, <laughs> he was afraid. Elbow your neighbor said, what you afraid of? What exactly were you afraid of, Peter? Because it's windy? It was windy when he walked up to you. It was windy when you got out the boat. Why are you scared now? Because you had the safety and the comfort of the boat. <laughs> and so even though it was windy when you got out the boat, you had the comfort of the boat. But now you've taken some steps away from your comfort zone. And so now panic becomes the easy thing to do because I don't have my boat to hold on to. I don't have my comfort to hold on to. This is different. It's not what I'm used to. It's not what I'm accustomed to. It's not where I come from. But that's the whole idea. Because we don't panic, we pivot. He was afraid. So panic, Freddie, made him plunge. And beginning to sink, stop. How you begin to sink? Like, okay, anybody ever been swimming? Did you begin to sink? Like, did you gradually go down like the Titanic? You just went in. Because here's what the Bible says. That word beginning in the Greek language of our New Testament, it means rehearsing. Rehearing. Rehearing what? All of these things that have been building up for all of these years. And all you needed was a little wind. And now you panicked. Because Peter, you've been scared of failing for years. Peter, you're a fisherman. You're a businessman. Which means, watch me, you're not employed. You're the employer. So watch me. So so you create jobs. People eat because of your decisions. So watch me. While people are quick to judge you because of your response here, they had never carried the pressure you carry. <laughs> See, for some of you, it, watch me. A lot of people are quick to judge you because of your responses, but they've never once had to walk with the pressure you've had to walk with. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing to me. They never once have to walk with the pressure that you've had to walk with. So Peter, you've been doing this. Peter, you're the oldest of the 12. Peter, you're married, the others aren't. So now you have a pressure that the others don't have because the others, watch me, they're not responsible to provide for another person. So now, watch me, you have the pressure of providing. Can I teach? You have the pressure of providing for somebody else. You have the pressure of providing for a family. You have the pressure of being an entrepreneur. You have the pressure of being one of Jesus' disciples. You got all of this pressure, and all of this pressure has been building up. And watch me, you're the boldest one. Watch me. So even though you're under pressure, you're still bold. Because all the rest of the 11, they sat in the boat. You were the one that said, well, let me come out there and see what's going on. And for some of y'all, watch me. I need to tell you this. Let's just pause for the cause. Watch me. Your risk is about to be rewarded. I I wish I had a praise. I'm done, y'all. But watch me. You took a risk when nobody else would, and God's about to reward your risk. I need you to shake somebody's head like you're going to sing it off. Say, so he's about to reward your risk. You did what wasn't nobody else bold enough to do. You did what everybody else was too scared to do. But he's about to He's about to reward my risk. Open your mouth. Say, he's about to reward my risk. Okay, let's go. Let's go right now. And beginning to sink, rehearing, rehearsing. So when he heard the wind that you can't hear, he, he heard 
You might fail. Might not work. Things are not going to go good for you. What is your wife going to say? What's your family going to say? What if this don't go right? What if this going to go right? What if this going to go right? So he's rehearsing all of this stuff that's been building up over the years of his life. And now that he's finally doing something that nobody else has ever done, he's finally doing something that all of his friends were too scared to do. He's finally doing something. Now, all of a sudden, he begins rehearing. That's what rehearse means. Look at the the screen. Rehear. So he's rehearing every time the teacher said, you're going to fail. He's rehearing every time his daddy said this and that. He's rehearing every time his mama said this. He's rehearing every time things didn't go the way that he wanted them to go. And so even though he's walking on water, which means you're walking on what killed other people. There's shipwrecks in there. You're walking on what drowned other people. You're doing what ain't nobody else ever done. And now that you're doing it, you begin to rehearse. The Bible says, here it is, we're done. There's only two verses left. Touch the neighbor, so we're almost there. And beginning to sink. Here's what you think happened. Okay, I'm going to call you back. Come on, let's go. Scene two, take one. You ready? So so you ready? So, so, So here's what you think happened in the story. Looks around. He begins to go down into the water. He begins to sink into the water. That's, that's what you think happened. That's not what happened. The word sink in the Greek language of the New Testament, it means he threw himself into the sea. I'll back it up because you should have responded better than me. I'm going to give you another opportunity to respond appropriately. Take scene two. Take one. I know this is take two. Okay, you ready? You ready? He did not sink into the water. When he began to panic, Peter jumped into the water. Much better. Much better. Y'all getting good. Come on up. Come on. Watch me. What did you tear up? What did you abort? What did you say no to? What did you run from? What did you throw in the towel on? Watch me. Because you panicked. He threw himself into the sea. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. He wasn't sinking. He just rehearing all this stuff. And he's like, this ain't going to work, so let me go to plan B. I'll talk over here because these people don't shout. This ain't going to work. Walking on water, this ain't going to work. Now it's working. But this ain't going to work. So let me go back to swimming. Because I know how to swim. This walking on water requires me to have a faith I've never had to have before. I'm done. This walking on water requires me to believe like I've never had to believe before. This assignment is an assignment I ain't never had before. I never had these type of demands put on me. I never had these type of expectations put on me. This requires another level of faith. And I need you to touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, neighbor say you got this because God's got you say your faith is not gonna fail you your faith is not gonna fail you I need everybody in this building on your feet I need everybody online on your feet say my faith will not fail me 
Okay, okay, you ready? Okay, come on, let's go. Get up. Now watch me. Watch what happens. And then let's get in the boat. The moment they get in the boat, the wind ceases. Which means what none of this real. This whole thing was a simulation to see your response. Because what did I teach you earlier? Panic is not even real in the first place. Peter, I'm about to let you get up on one day without no mic, without no band, without no sound system, without no lighting system, without no iPad. And you're going to preach one message and 3,000 people are going to give their lives to me on one day. I'm about to hand you and the rest of these guys the keys to this thing I'm building called my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And if you can't handle this, You know why you can't panic? Last time, you're going to look at your neighbor tonight. Say, this is why you can't panic. Tell him. Say, because the present situation was simply a test for your next elevation. I need you to release a praise like what's coming is better than what's been. I need you to give him glory like what you're about to see. It's going to be greater than everything you've ever seen in your life before. Come on, Atlanta. I need us to release a sound in this building. Like we're about to take authority over panic. I come against panic. I come against fear. And I pray that we would not walk in either of them. Can I get some of y'all to just get out of your seat and start walking? Like you're about to take authority over panic. And every step you take, say, I'm stepping out of fear. Every step you take, say, I'm stepping out of panic. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on, everybody, everybody. I'm stepping out of panic. I'm stepping out of fear. I will not live in worry. I will not live in doubt. I will not live in fear. I will not live in panic. You shall live and not die. You shall declare the works of the Lord. All things work together for your good. Now, can I get you to praise him like you're coming out of panic? Can I get you to praise him like you're coming out of fear? Can I get you to praise him like you're coming out of him? Can I get you to praise him like you're coming out? Can I get you to shout like you're coming out? Can I get you to dance like you're coming out? Come on, Atlanta. Coming out of panic. Coming out of fear. Grab the hand of the person next to you. Grab their hand. Say in Jesus' name. Come on, pray for them. Say in Jesus' name. I declare, you will not panic. You're about to pivot. You're about to totally change the way you do something, the way you run something, the way you manage something. Starting with you, you're about to run yourself different. Oh my God, you're about to manage yourself different. Come on, tell them, tell you about to manage yourself different. Tell them, say, I prophesy over your life. In these last two months, God is going to do what he didn't do in the first ten. Now drop that hand and I need everybody to give him glory. Some of y'all not shouting. Some of y'all not saying. 
your hands. Lift up in this building of no line. Say, I release fear. Open your mouth and say it. Say, I release fear. I release panic. I will pivot. Say, I'm pivoting at the end of this month because I'm not panicking in November. I'm not panicking in December. In these last two months of 2023, I'm about to witness my greatest breakthroughs, my greatest victories, my greatest accomplishments, my greatest contracts, my, my greatest deals. I'm about to see it for myself. Talk Atlanta, I'm about to see it for myself. Just the voices. Come on, don't hide behind music. He wants to hear your voice. Because you're about to pivot out of panic. You're about to pivot out of panic. You're about to walk on water. Your mama never thought you would. You're about to do it. Your daddy never thought you would. You're about to do it. Your family never thought you would. You're about to do it. Your old friends never thought you would. You're never about to do it. You... With your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, tonight's your night. You're not watching this by accident. You're not in this building by accident. Tonight, if you need to give your life to the Lord, this is your night. Second, if you give your love to him but you've not been faithful, tonight's your night to come back. Third, if you like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I sure enough want to be sure. I need you to be sure tonight. Say tonight. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. God's not mad at you. He's not trying to beat you up or beat you down. He loves you with an unconditional love. That unconditional love means that even when people's love stops, his love continues. Even when somebody else's love ceases, his love remains. Some of you tonight, you need to run into that love. Well, Bishop Bowman, I'm going to get my life right, then I'm going to come to church, then I'm going to come to God. That's not how this works. You don't get your life together to come to God. You come to God and he radically helps you to transform and change your life. Tonight, if that's you in this building or online, wherever you're at, on the count of three, I'm going to ask that you slip your hand up in the building online. You're going to do the hand with emoji. Just say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On every online platform, we have online ambassadors watching right now. One, and, and church, when, when we get to three, we celebrate. Because there's hands that you'll see in the building, but there's hands that you'll see online. And I have you to close your eyes, especially in these interest services, because the person next to you, you don't necessarily know them. And this is a moment between them and God. I don't need you staring them down. They're about to make a decision that affects their eternity. This means something to us. Our name is Harvest, and the harvest is plentiful. I said the harvest is plentiful. And it's white, and it's black, and it's tall, and it's short, and it's in suits, and it's in jogging suits, and it's in, and it's in, and it's in weave, and it's in wigs, and it's in pressing curl, and it's bald, and it's in shorts. It's every background. Everybody's included. Nobody is excluded. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, three. Hands up in the building online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say to me. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up. And can we celebrate those hands that are in this building and the ones we cannot see that are online? Everybody pray this to me. I don't care if you and Jesus graduated from the same high school. Pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, 
or if I fail, give me the grace to get it right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We just pray that prayer. You can open your eyes. Everybody, open your eyes. Scan that QR code on the screen. Or text Harvest to 55498 into the option for salvation. What's going to happen? We're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America, around the world. Last week, we met harvesters from Sri Lanka. It was 5 a.m. We were doing one of our master classes. And it was 5 a.m. And she was on fire at 5 a.m. Fire. She says, Bishop, just to watch prayer on Monday night, she says, I have to get up at 5 a.m. my time. She says, but I don't miss. She said she just got saved a few months ago and have been connected online ever since. It's, this thing blows my mind. It really does. But you text Harvest to 55498 or enter the option for Join HC. And you can become a part of our family. What is joining a church? It just simply means that you've identified your voice. Contrary to popular belief, God doesn't call you to a church. He connects you to a voice. Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart. People come and go. Buildings come and go. But the voice he's connected you to, that's a spiritual connection. And that's why, so Bishop, I haven't met you. You don't have to. It's a spiritual connection. And you can be a part of that. All right? Listen, at Harvest, there's something we do called sowing the seal. Say, sow the seal. When a word speaks life into you, you sow into it. May of 2022, the Lord spoke to me. He says, son, at the end of every message, at the end of every prayer, I want you to give people an opportunity to sow into that, to seal that. I said, Lord, I've never done that before. Here it is. Lord, I've never done that before. To be honest, every time he said yes, because I'm about to begin to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And if you read the testimonies and praise reports online, it's exactly what you're going to see. Here's our seed tonight. Here's our seed tonight. Because we're about to close out this month. It's 31 to close out this month. You're going to call this, you're simply going to call this, I'm ending strong. I'm ending strong. I'm using text to give to give it. You're going to sow that with me. Say, Bishop, I want to give more than that. Give more than that. But you're going to end this month strong. You're not going to end in panic. Say, I'm not ending in panic. I need to hear you, Atlanta. Say, I'm not ending in panic. I'm not. I just sold mine. I sold this morning and I sold tonight. I left 25 degree weather in snow. You had no clue how happy I was to get to Atlanta today. And the sun came out and it was 85. I said, God is good to me. I love you, Atlanta. Right after this service tonight, in this room, we'll gather in this section here. We're going to talk about what's next, what's going to happen. And so listen, um, with these interest services, and we're going to do them uh, through this month, as we said, and uh, just so we can begin building our team. So here's what we're going to do. I'll see you next Sunday in this building, next Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Amen. That's it. <laughs> right? Um, but we're going to talk tonight about what we do next. I'm excited about the holidays. How many of y'all love the holidays? How many of y'all can cook? How many other people say you can cook? That's the, that's the real test. People are talking about I can burn. Literally. You can. Yes. <laughs> but you got your seeds together. Say, Mr. Battle, have 31. Get as close as you can to it. But everybody sows something to seal this word tonight. How can you use it? So, you can use the Cash App, Donald Sound, Bishop Boom with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that's available. 
Hello at Harvest Church. That church is the email for that or scan the QR code. Lift that seed to the Lord. Bishop, where's this soda seal at? Where's that at in the Bible? Several places, but made clear in 1 Samuel chapter 9. When Samuel, the man of God, gave them instructions, they sealed that instruction with the seed. That's what soda seal means. You're not going to panic. I said, you're not going to panic. I said, you're going to pivot. Say, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to pivot. I want to lift that chorus up one time. Say, I love you, Jesus. Say, I love you, Jesus. Come on, you know it. If you know it, open your mouth and sing it. I worship and adore. Come on, everybody. Everybody in the choir tonight. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. More. Come on, you sound good, Atlanta, in this building and online. Come on, everybody. Everybody saying, and I worship. I worship and adore you. Just gotta tell you. Just want to tell you. Tell them, Lord. Lord, I love you. Oh, Last time, I love you, Jesus. Come on. than the control I want. Lord, I love you. Give it to the Lord in the building and online. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I seal the word I've heard tonight. I will not panic. I will pivot. I will not be afraid. I will pivot. You're into the details of my life, including my valleys, including my storms, including my low places. In Jesus' name, amen. The passages are passing here tonight. We'll be again in this building for the mixer right after uh, just to talk and get to know you. They have some light refreshments, light refreshments, light refreshments, light refreshments, light refreshments uh, in, in the back for you. Um, we end every experience this way. Love God, love people, love life. Do it with me, everybody. 
Love God, love people, and love life. Do it one more time. Love God, love people, and love life. One more time. Love God, love people, and love life. On your way. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.